What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bucks. As Milwaukee continue the winless preseason, well, it's the shadow of the Milwaukee team we expect to be there on opening night, but nonetheless, they played. We got a good look at Marjon Bochamp, Jordan Wara, uh, Mamu as well. So we can talk about what we did see from this Bucks team, and then look ahead to a, a strange preseason back-to-back against Brooklyn tomorrow. So let's get started. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win I'm your host, Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. Alongside me, founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com, promo code Locked On. And uh, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch of every day. Of course, as well, if you haven't subscribed on the audio platform or YouTube, uh, we would appreciate it if you did so after you're done or while you're done, uh, while you're listening to this podcast. So the Bucks lose to the Bulls, 127 to 104, Frank. A uh, few names missing from this one, Bobby Portis, George Hill, Joe Ingles, Brooke Lopez, Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, Wesley Matthews, Pat Connaughton, Serge Barker, Giannis, and Thanasis. So I actually... And I forgot that the roster was so uh, big or so large uh, in the preseason because when I saw how many players were playing, I thought the Bucks were just forfeiting, Frank, but uh, they did play and lost by 23 points. Where do you want to start with this one, though? Because I do think there was a couple of interesting things to take away from this one. We got a really good look at some guys that we've spoken a lot about over the last few days. Yeah, Jordan Wara and, and Marjan Bochamp, right? probably the two obvious guys, right. The, you know, came into this training camp talking about how, you know, those guys sort of had an opportunity to win some early season minutes if they played well. And obviously it has been well, a mixed bag probably would, would, would be charitable. Um, for war, I would say mixed bag probably makes sense, right? He had 21 points in the first preseason game scores 25 on 17 shots tonight. Um, you know, I think generally just, did more of the stuff that you say that's the good version of Jordan Wara. Um, so I, I think that was an encouraging sign. And and then Marjan Bochamp, I mean, the numbers are not particularly great to look at in the sense of, you know, six of 16, one for seven from three, 14 points minus 24 in 39 minutes. Um, but I think he, it was much, he passed the eye test much more tonight than he did in any of his, you know, earlier preseason games. Um, just looking like a lot more comfortable on the ball. Um, did have a couple turnovers in the second half, but I just thought, you know, he just was making like the simple play. He was aggressive without feeling like the game was too fast for him. Um, you know, it just felt like things were at more correct pace for him. Um, and so I, I thought, you know, just in general, uh, he looked much, much better than, than he had early in the preseason. And, um, you know, again, I, I think it's uh, a step in the right direction for him. 
Um, and certainly like three point shooting, he didn't convince anyone obviously that he's now got his <laughs> three ball working or something like that one out of seven. I don't, I don't know what he is on the preseason now, like one for 12 or 13 or something like that. Like he's reverted back to, uh, certainly like the, the guy we assumed coming into the draft where it was going to be a major question mark, but, um, but just, a, I think the ball skills, the floor game decision-making just, Again, he, he didn't seem nearly as nervous as he did uh, the first two games of the preseason and, you know, made some plays where it's like, oh, okay, that's, you know, those are like real NBA looking looking plays with the ball um, and had a couple blocks as well. So, um, so we'll see, you know, we talked last time how it's going to be a process for him and hopefully this was, you know, him clearing some, some hurdles and getting through some stuff that, uh, that, he hadn't here in the, in the you know, first three games of the preseason. And, um, you know, obviously we don't know how much he'll play tomorrow night, but I'm certain he will not touch 39 minutes probably any, anytime soon this season, even in games where the Bucks might be seemingly punting, um, you know, 39 minutes, maybe the most that he plays a year in a competitive basketball game. So obviously for any young guy, obviously uh, just getting reps is important and certainly got plenty of those tonight. And uh, so again, just a, a building block type type performance, and um, we'll see if it really kind of leads to anything, or if this was the last time we see him in any sort of you know uh, consequential number of minutes. But again, steps forward, and um, hopefully, it's something he can build on. Charles Lee mentioned uh, pregame that he is expecting that a number of the guys that obviously didn't didn't play tonight will uh, come back and play tomorrow. So to your point, yeah, I'm not expecting uh, that number of minutes. But as I was watching Bochamp to start, and I think you tweeted uh, something about, yeah, as you just mentioned, the way he looked on the floor. But I was watching and I was thinking to myself, this is honestly a pretty good indicator of potentially some of the things he could do if he was drafted to a bad team. Uh, and we always discuss, and it's a it's a big topic in the YouTube comments uh, specifically about the Bucks don't really develop any players. But again, it's just a reminder of the different bar for guys trying to come in and, and play in the rotation. And I don't know. I mean, he just looked different. And I assume that A, he was starting. Uh, B, he wasn't really worried about probably what shots he was taking. Like some of those threes were, I would say... You know, I mean, they're probably not in his repertoire. I took a couple of step backs off the dribble, those types of shots that I would not think that he would even consider attempting if he's on the floor with Giannis and Drew and these types of players. So it was just a different level of freedom that he was playing with. But uh, the, And even the first play where he had, or it might have been his second basket, but he caught the ball on the right wing. And I would imagine that that three is the type of three that they want him just to put up straight away. But rather than getting the shot up, he put the ball on the floor, then finished really nicely uh, at the rim. But, you know, whether or not he can do that with all the other players on the floor, we'll see. And then secondly, the thing that I liked was I liked that he tried to throw that dunk down. And I know he got I know he got stuffed by Andre Drummond, but we remember we've spoken about his athleticism a little bit. But I know he yeah, he got blocked pretty badly, but he looked pretty athletic on a couple of those plays uh, and and probably just a little bit more in control so yeah the question for me is does he look anything like that guy when all the stars are on the floor i just think it's a different role that he's going to be playing and i think that he's going to find it challenging when largely he's asked just to be a catch and shoot three-point guy on offense yeah and i think he 
from a three point perspective, I mean, I think he was trying to get threes up in ways that, that he might not um, yeah. in, in a normal regular season game. Um, and it was interesting. The three he hit came off of um, kind of came, came caught it on the wing and put it up pretty quickly. Uh, and you could see coming out of the timeout, he was nodding. Charles Lee was telling him something he was nodding. So you, it looked like, you know, that was a play they had dr- drawn up to get him that shot. And, so it was nice to see him hit that in the third quarter. Uh, but after that, yeah, he was, you know, when in doubt, he was he was putting it up quick. Um, and uh, again, I, I don't think he'll have necessarily that that much of a hair trigger if he's out there <laughs> randomly seeing minutes with, you know, Giannis and Chris and Drew. Um, but he'll probably also be a lot more wide, <laughs> probably be a lot more open too, because they weren't like leaving him wide open. Uh, for the most part yeah. in this game, he had to actually kind of really hunt three pointers to, to get seven off. So, um, so we'll see, like we said, it's a process and, um, you know, again, I think, uh, just the level of comfort, just, he just looked, he just looked a lot less nervous out there tonight than he did in previous games. So hopefully he's kind of gotten through some of that stuff and, you know, it felt like he had first game jitters for three straight games. Um, and so now hopefully he's kind of past that. All right, let's talk about uh, Mamu, Jordan Wara, Javon Carter, a couple of guys to work through here. Uh, but uh, I am going to talk about uh, prize picks first. And prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. We spoke about the deal we've got. I'll get to that in a second. But if you don't know what prize picks is, you have to pick two to five players. And if they uh, score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry at prize picks. Com. So there's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections that are available. I, I don't know what the projection would have been for Jordan Wara tonight, but based on the lineups, I would have taken Jordan Wara for 20-plus points if it was up to me. But it's not just NBA. There's NFL, MLB, uh, well, that's still going, NHL, PGA, uh, college basketball, as well, and all kinds of other sports. And it only takes 60 seconds to make your entry. It's that easy. The withdrawals are safe and fast. And uh, it's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada as well. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. So if you deposit 100, you'll get 100. If you deposit 50, you'll get 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com. PrizePix daily fantasy made easy. Uh, we found out tonight, sadly, Frank, Javon Carter is human. And he started this game and he was hit a couple of threes, got to the free throw line a couple of times, and I thought he might go for 40. But by the second half, he was trying dribble moves, threes. He had an air ball there. And uh, it's a shame. We hope that this is not the demise of the flamethrower Javon Carter because... Uh, we really haven't seen him miss too many shots in a Milwaukee Bucks uniform, but uh, he got the extended minutes tonight and really early in the game looked like the scorer in the lineup alongside Jordan Wara. So I don't know if you want to talk about Javon Carter or Jordan Wara, but I had the Bulls broadcast on my league pass and it's not for the first time because I've watched opposition calls a few times when Jordan Wara is on a tear and the, these opp- the opposition announcers just they fall in love with Jordan Wara when he has <laughs> nights like he did tonight because they're just like this guy is so good how is he not getting minutes um because he's an NBA 
caliber scorer. Yeah. Well, first off, Javon Carter's, you know, fall back to earth game. He shot three out of eight from three and scored 13 points on nine shots. So, Hey, that's pretty good. You know, and that's your down game shooting. Well, that's what we said. He, he, when you, when the, when the, when you're at 65% three point shooting, you can take a significant dip and still be very good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he, he, I mean, he was one of the reasons obviously that they were competitive in that first half, despite yeah. the obvious talent, uh, differential on the floor between the two teams um and you know jordan war was kind of the jordan war stuff just being aggressive going to to the basket stepping back you know hit a couple of step back threes uh got into it i think in the third quarter with somebody on the uh some fan uh sitting courtside um for good measure nothing like some you know preseason trash that's probably eric name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so uh three steals and a block the block was very impressive patrick williams who like most of the night was being left unguarded to dunk the ball um had a drive going to his left trying to pull it back uh, to shoot with his right hand on the move and mora just jumped up and just packed it uh that was one of the it wasn't quite the jordan mora rejecting kd uh in yeah. the third quarter of opening night last year but um you know, pretty, pretty impressive. So I guess, you know, Hey, Jordan Warren has, has his moments defensively, I'd say not the, uh, more the exception than the rule, but, um, yeah, he played well. And, uh, I think the other guy, uh, that, that stood out a guy that we probably won't, uh, whose name we may not never utter again, but huh. I'm sorry, we're saying it's Marquise Bolden on the, on the Bucks broadcast. Marcus was going on this big thing about, um, how, he, he said, you know, hey, you, you spelled your name the correct way or whatever, but he doesn't pronounce it the same way as, as Marcus. Um, and I think he also was was saying that, uh, is it Marquise? Are we, is it, can, do, you, do you recall? I'm usually the pronunciation guy, but I, I don't even remember how his first name is pronounced. Marquise Bold, he was 9 for 11, 21 points, 3 out of 4 threes. Um, Kane, do you recall how whether it's pronounced that way? No, I mean, again, I was watching the Bulls broadcast and they honestly were calling Mamu Kalashvili Mama. And they just, mm. so once they were calling him Mama, they literally just made basically your Mama jokes throughout the whole game and were like laughing at themselves. So it was very bizarre and honestly not really that funny. So I, I don't know whether it's Marcus or Marquise. Well, well, it's not Marcus because Marcus Johnson said that he did not pronounce it that way and it was too late for him to change. Um, so I'll just assume it's Marquise. Okay. Uh, I think Marcus also said that Marquise made some reference to Marcus's number four hanging in the rafters in Milwaukee, which was so close. Marquise, hmm. so close. Uh, hopefully he realized that it was Marcus Johnson and not Sidney Moncrief that he was talking to, but yes. uh, who knows? This is uh, this is <laughs> this is the most extended Marquise Bolden discussion probably ever going to have. Uh, also, I enjoyed the the only defensive sequence that, that I probably enjoyed all night from the Bucks was uh, when Tony Bradley came into the game and uh, uh, Marjon came over as a help defender and kind of blocked him on the way up. And then he recovered the ball and then Bolden got him twice more uh, in succession. So I, I, by my count, I'm uh, pretty sure the Bucks blocked. Tony Bradley, who's, you know, an NBA caliber big man. It's not like Tony Bradley's you know, not been a, a actually semi-productive bench big man in the NBA. But, um, yeah, swatting Tony Bradley three times, that was the defensive highlight for the Bucs on the night that they surrendered 127 points. So, 
Um, I don't, I don't know that we're going to have anything else to say more about this defense. And I also don't particularly care given, you know, this was the, basically the, the Wisconsin herd almost, uh, playing in Chicago tonight, but, um, but yeah, Bolden, I thought really nice night. If this was the last time we really see him, um, in a Bucks uniform, he went out and, uh, might've earned himself a, uh, certainly didn't hurt his highlight reel with, uh, with that, especially that shooting performance he had tonight, but, um, yeah, you know, guys tried to uh, – <laughs> it was not for lack of effort from other guys trying to uh, take take the requisite shots. A.J. Green, 3 of 13. Lindell Wigginton, 2 for 10 in that tightly contested battle for the last two-way spot. Uh, I think everybody knows how we feel uh, about that. I don't think that – I'm, I'm starting to feel bad. I don't think we need to get into it again. Yeah, hashtag Team Lindell. Um but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is there anything else really to say about this game? Mamu was okay. A lot of, a lot of grab and go from Mamu. Nine rebounds, four assists, three steals, but only three for nine from the field. It's Thirteen points. So you know, not like a huge Mamu game, but did did some of the things we we enjoy. Had a nice little like around the back flip to to Carter in the corner for a wide open three early in the third quarter. Then unfortunately Javon could not hit. But um, but yeah, you know. This is one of those check the box games reminder why it's stupid that ever they would schedule a back-to-back in the preseason. Um, and the Bucks, I just tweeted out the Bucks now own four this preseason. We mentioned the other night, they were one, one for one and seven, the last two preseasons combined. So they are now one and 11. They have as many, as many wins over the last three years in preseason as they have NBA championships. So go figure. I don't have much to add and you know it's there's no intrigue I mean we've spoken about as you mentioned AJ Green and Lindell Wigginton but there's no real intrigue in terms of the roster you hear some teams and some podcasts at this time uh who's going to get the last roster spot that's not the case with the Bucks uh Costas played tonight a few minutes five minutes two points four rebounds couple of fouls as well so uh, he made the most of his minutes uh late in this game but no I don't have anything else to add uh, from this one as we said the Nets uh, tomorrow might be a little bit more entertaining. Uh, what haven't we discussed, though, Frank? Is there anything that we should discuss? I mean, we're 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 deep in the preseason doldrums right now. You think the games come back and you're going to have endless topics? Unfortunately, uh, it hasn't quite been the case for the Bucks, but uh, you know, we'll see. Let's save it for tomorrow night. We we got a back to back game. We got to we got to conserve our energy too. All right, let's wrap this up. So, Bucks. And the Nets coming up uh, tomorrow night. Do you know what time world, that game world, is, Frank? World record, real record, short, shortest podcast for me, Kane, here. We're, we're at less than 19 minutes right now. Um, but uh, that's that's you can tell we had nothing really to talk about for this game. Tomorrow's game is at 6.30, apparently. 6.30, nice. And, yeah, I, uh, I normally, when I podcast with Frank, and I don't know whether this comes through, but I don't need to do too much preparation because, first of all, we've podcasted enough. We've probably done we've probably done 500 plus podcasts together, I would assume. So uh, we don't we've got no problem talking to each other. Uh, but also, if I do get to the end of the podcast and I run out of things, I normally say, "What else you got, Frank?" And you you give us an, another topic. So I, we're, I we're, usually I usually say nothing, and then I talk for another like eight minutes about you know some hyper random thing. But I I have nothing else. To, I'm I'm actually done. I'm and, happy. I'm happy with that. We'll be back tomorrow. So uh, as I said, if you haven't subscribed, 
uh, to the podcast. It would be nice if you could do so. Before we do wrap it up, I will mention the Ultimate Pro Basketball Preview 2022, a six-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NBA season. The local team experts and the NBA insiders of the Lockdown Podcast Network and Odyssey all combine for one Ultimate NBA Preview. Search for the Ultimate Pro NBA Preview 2022 on, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we will be back after the Bucks and the Nets. Uh, hopefully a little bit more to talk about as the Bucks get one more run in before uh, the regular season opener next week. So for, for myself, we'll leave it there. Catch you guys tomorrow.